When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame online wager required. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patriots First and Goal. I am Alex Shane here with my good buddy Rich Hill on this new 2024 season, or new 2024 year, I should say. The 2023 season is mercifully limping to a close. <laughs> That's Austin Buffalo. We started yakking before that we hit record, and, you know, this is just too much fun. We should get this on air, on live. Uh, Rich Hill, first off, Happy New Year to you. Hope you and your family had a good New Year. I was in bed by 1030. It was fantastic. Did you do anything? Did you party it up or were you lame like me? Uh, I apparently lived it up. I was in bed at 1130. So nice. um, I uh, woke up at like 1201 just to say Happy New Year's to my wife. And then went right back to bed. It was, nice. uh, it was ideal. It was everything yeah. I want in a New Year's Eve. Good work. It is the most overrated holiday. No People question. get all dolled up they they pay like 500 bucks for this like buffet and open bar and it's really crowded and then 12 o'clock comes and everyone's all happy for about 45 seconds and then it's 1201 and they're like well you want to go home yeah, i'll go home <laughs> yeah uh, and, i used to uh, live in new york city and my uh first apartment there overlooked times square and uh, i went on the roof for new year's one just see the ball drop and without without a doubt, it is just the most shoulder shrugging event of the season where you just go, huh, all right. Yeah. You going home. Not, you could not pay me to go to Times Square on New Year's Eve. There are no bathrooms. There's no like vending machines. You're just kind of there shoulder to shoulder for like eight hours listening to what was it? Ryan Seacrest blathering on and this seems like an absolute mess much like the Patriots offense hey. against the Buffalo Bills Rich Hill let's get into it first and goal uh the reason I wanted to hit record right away because we were just laughing so hard about what we saw in the first quarter of that game it was kind of annoying at first then but then it was like by like the fourth turnover <laughs> I was like is, is this, I feel like I was David dentist like is this real life is, is this happening <laughs> I don't know like I and all those like camera pans over to Mac Jones on the sideline with his helmet on, ready to go in. Is he going to make the transition? He didn't. It's funny. In the 27-21 to the Bills at Buffalo, I will take that result all day. But it's more just the way they lost uh, that really kind of sticks with me. Totally. I mean, they were 
competitive after the first 10 minutes of the game, essentially. Like, uh, they uh, did what they needed to after their comedy of errors. But if you go from a pick six, uh, or, you know, I guess it was the first interception that led to a field goal because the defense blessed them, uh, held them to four yards after starting basically in the red zone. So kudos to the defense. You get no credit against you on that one, but my goodness, I have a stat that I'll share afterwards, but you do that. And then uh, you eventually throw a, uh, what is a, another interception on the pass to uh, Pharaoh Brown or Devonte Parker. Uh, that was also again within the red zone when they got it. Um, you had a fumble and then it was just like over and over and over and over again. Uh, this offense, let me tell you is worse with Zappy than it is with Mac Jones. I, yeah, yes. I, I mean, again, good. Let Zappy cook. He cooked, he burned it, and then we all threw it away. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching the HBO movie The Menu with Bailey Zappy. I'm going to get roasted at the end of it. Absolute disaster. Spoiler alert in case you haven't seen it yet. But yeah, I mean, look, great start. Jalen Ragor took one to the house. Holy crap. And then there was almost a strip sack. Bills went three and out. Awesome. Sounds great. And then it was a one play interception. Then it was three plays for five yards. Then it was another first play interception uh, that was two plays for five yards for the fumble. And then they went three and out. Their best driver the first half or first quarter was three plays for negative seven yards. And I think I'm texting <laughs> on our, our group bet is like the way this is going, the defense is going to be completely exhausted by halftime. And it's going to be like 35 to nothing. But the defense, as you mentioned, what a day they had. Arguably their best day of the season. The fact that it was four turnovers and they were only down six points as the as the quarter came to a close. Then there was the pick six. It was four, 20 to seven. And then the Patriots actually had a good drive. They generated like a 75 play yard, six, uh, 75 yard, six play drive. Um, but there's just no reality where you watched anything this Patriots offense did against Buffalo and think, Anything about Bailey Zappi being anything other than a career backup? Are you surprised they didn't put Mac Jones in? Or was it more just like, this is Zappi's ship to go down with and we're just going to stick with him and just fail miserably? Yeah. I mean, at, at this point in the season, like, why would you put Mac why Jones in? Why would you? Why bother? In? Like, if, if it's something where maybe Zappi throws, you know, five interceptions in a row, then like you kind of have to out of the spirit of showing your players that you're trying. But honestly, like the defense was being as competitive as they could be. The game was never really out of reach, even if it felt like it from a score perspective, like it, it, the game wasn't over uh, by any means, you know, that they were obviously down 13 points at the half. Um, but, you know, Zappy, you know, or I guess they responded before the half with that Zappy 17 yard run, but you know, they, they were down 20 to seven after all the series of turnovers. Um, but the game was never out of reach. You know, once those turnovers were done, the defense settled in. The offense obviously did nothing, um, but it was competitive enough. You know, if it was something where the Bills were up 35 to zero, maybe. But because it was still close enough, because they're competitive, they're not going to bench Zappy. Even though, again, I will continue to say this. This offense is no better under Zappy as it is with Mac Jones. There's no more added hope value for having Zappy in there versus with Mac Jones. And by pretty much every single metric, they are less efficient. Uh, they, they, you know, he's turning over the ball um, just as much, if not more. Uh, his interception rate is higher. His sack rate is higher. His adjusted yards per attempt is lower. Uh, his Their expected points added per drop back is lower with Zappy. So by every single metric, they are doing worse. Um, 
And if you, you know, look at how the offense as a whole outside of Zappy and obviously many caveats with all the different players on the injured reserve and stuff like that. But again, this offense is so, so bad. There's no point in benching Zappy because what are you going to do? There's nothing there that's going to help fix it because it goes so far beyond the quarterback. It's funny, you know, speaking a slight, I agree with everything you said, but a slight counterpoint that Bailey Zappi has to offer that Mac Jones doesn't, which only adds to my frustration on what we've seen from Mac Jones this season is once or twice a game, you will get this absolute laser from Bailey Zappi. You saw it with Jalen Ragor. You saw it with Hunter Henry a couple weeks ago into Steelers. Like he's, he's capable of making really, really good throws. And we never saw any of those with Mac Jones. So at least Bailey Zappi, he's good for like, a throw or two a game where you're like, oh, that's NFL quarterback caliber play. So that's kind of nice. Something to cheer for <laughs> amid, amid the, the massive piles of suck. Uh, the good news also, Rich Hill, let's get the second and goal here. Uh, we're still talking about the Bills game, but this was a great loss in a lot of ways. Defense played great, like we said. They hung in there. The mm-hmm. Cardinals somehow won. They upset. So the Patriots mm-hmm. are right back in the top three. Um, I know you're, you've been on team tank for a while here. Yep. Were you, I, I forgot we talked about it in our last podcast. Were you rooting for a, for a Patriots win here? Were you happy with the loss overall? I'm happy with a loss overall. Again, right. like I will, I will continue to say that if they win and they look good doing it, I'm cool with that. If like, you know, they're playing well and then Demario Douglas has a breakout day where he puts up 150 yards and two scores and they win in just convincing fashion. I will always support that. If they come out and the offensive line just steamrolls the Bills defense play after play after play, then that's cool. Because right now at this point of the year, obviously you want to have like good draft position, but I would rather have players on the roster playing well than to be like, I want everything to be garbage. Because that means that next year, You have an entire roster of garbage. I would love for some players to stand out. I would love for there to be blue chip players on this offense to get excited about. That hasn't necessarily happened, so I'm okay with them losing. Um, And for them to do it in a way that feels like they haven't lost the locker room, I think is one testament to Belichick, I think uh, supports the idea that he might be coming back next year. Um, But it feels very similar to that 2009 Patriots team when Belichick was like, I can't get these players to do what I want them to do. We mentioned this earlier in the year, but Trent Brown, the best offensive lineman they have being a healthy scratch because he's been openly vocal about how unhappy he is with some of the coaching decisions that speaks a lot to, okay, Belichick is now saying I'm going to run this team in a way that is most effective to the players that want to be here. And the players are responding. They are playing hard to the last whistle. Obviously players across the entire offensive roster is hurt. You can't account for Chad Ryland missing about six kicks a game. Otherwise they would have won this one. Uh, It's just one of those situations where you see competitive fire out of this team. if they don't have the talent to back it up and I'll take that every single week. To that point, Rich, kind of fits my, my second and goal overall theme. Was there any player, maybe not necessarily just in the Buffalo game, but is anybody on the offensive side of the ball uh, pleasantly surprised you in the last game or a couple of games where you're like, you know what, maybe this guy's the future on this team, or are you all about the offensive fire sale? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that there's anything that I would hang my hat on outside of the players that we've talked about all year long. Like Demario Douglas. I think that he's going to be a solid piece moving forward. You know, he's already put up one of the best rookie seasons of a Patriots receiver 
ever, you know, never mind just the Bill Belichick era, but like one of the best Patriots rookie seasons ever. And so I have a lot of hopes for how Hull continue to develop moving forward. He's going to give them a solid, you know, number two receiver at, you know, maybe he can develop even more, you know, like, but he, he gives them a solid piece in the receiving room that they can't otherwise count on. Love that. Uh, player that we've been pleasantly surprised by Ezekiel Elliott. I mentioned this in our text thread would love for him to come back next year. If he's willing and open to it. I think that he runs hard. He competes. He's a good leader within the locker room. Wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to come back to the Patriots, but he's someone that, you know, when the offensive line is doing well, I can see him being a solid running back. He's a good number two would love for them to have a third down back, but he's a good change of pace back. And right now with his number being called, he's being a good lead back for giving whatever he can take there. But like, Outside of those skill players, there's not a lot of bright spots. You know, you, you look up and down the offensive line, obviously want Mike and Wayne to be back, want them to give him a contract extension. And like, I don't know, maybe uh, City Sow has been doing okay at right guard. But other than that, whole lot of just really bad performances up and down the board. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I feel like you and I have waffled back and forth throughout the course of the season about like, are they literally just like a, a competent quarterback away from being a decent yeah. team? And sometimes like the answer to that question, they, you know, maybe, you know, they, they have enough pieces. They're all there enough. Like there are enough fours on that team. If you get like, <laughs> a, you know, that, that if you get a like an eight that can make a bunch of fours look like sixes and the defense being what it is. Yeah, maybe you can <laughs> hang in there. Um but they're not. They're, they're not going to hang with the good teams. And the fact that they made one of the better teams in the AFC work until the last whistle and need like a, a clock killing drive. Not that I had any confidence that the Patriots get the ball back. They're going to drive down the field and score a touchdown, mm-hmm. especially when it seems like every single Bills punt landed inside the two yard line. Somehow, there's just no way they were going to drive ninety five yards and score there. But the fact that the defense could even keep it close with the offense playing that poorly. And most of those guys on the defense, they're they're coming back next year. They're under yep. contract. There are some guys to extend. Kyle Duggar's probably uh, one of the on the top of that list. Yep. I'd love to see Christian Barmore get an extension right now. Yep. Matthew Judon's coming back next year, which is also nice. Christian Gonzalez coming back next year. So a lot to be excited about with this defense. But um, yeah, I really, if there, if there was ever any doubt in anyone's mind that this is just, they are not just a quarterback away. Uh, I'd like to hope that this Bills game put the rest any debate on that, 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 that <laughs> yeah no totally i mean like we've talked about this heading into the year that if they could be a top 10 offense they're a contender just based off of how the rest of the roster is constructed they could have been a contender if they had a top 10 offense they could be a wild card playoff push team if they just had an average offense and would a, a top five quarterback make this an average offense? Maybe, but you can't go around expecting that. You know, you're, you got to look for what is the average quarterback going to do with this roster? And you would maybe get a top 20 offense with an average quarterback. Right now, Zappy and Mac Jones are combining to be like ranked 39th and 40th out of 40 starting quarterbacks this year. Like they are bad. They are ahead of probably only Desmond Ritter and Zach Wilson. Like they, this is it is bad country for this Patriots quarterbacks team. But you look at how close this team has been. Special teams aside, with the fact that Chad Rylands, sorry to just like have to name him directly, but with the Patriots having the most points lost from missed kicks in the entire NFL by a margin, by expected points. Like, you know, we've talked about how, you know, it's, you know, they're 50 plus yarders. They're not easy. Sure. You miss enough of them over time. You're supposed to at least hit 50% of them. And so for them to be missing the most points in the entire league from kickoffs or uh, from field goals is really bad. But for you have five defensive touchdowns allowed, five defensive touchdowns allowed is 
absolutely just impossible for an offense to overcome. And then you add in that there's an additional six drives this year that have set up the opposing team essentially within the red zone or already in scoring position, plus the one with against the Dolphins that kind of took away Patriots field goal range and gave it to the Dolphins to get right before the half. You have 11 drives there that put points on the board for the opposing team. There's no way to overcome that, but that's also a lot of bad luck. That is something that if you had that league average quarterback, perhaps you'd win some of these games, right? There was that stretch of the season where you had the commanders, Colts, Giants, Chargers uh, in, in a row. And, you know, even before the jump there, you had the Raiders game. Those were all just immensely winnable games if you just had a competent quarterback out there. I'm not talking about a top five. I'm not talking about a top 10. You get an average quarterback out there. Patriots right now, they might be nine and seven. You know, like it, it's something where the Patriots are, yes, a quarterback away from being okay, but they also need to have a, just an entire makeover done across the offensive roster just to be an overall contender. Because as we said, there's not a lot of players to look forward to for next year. Which will make for a really interesting offseason conversation, Rich Hill, when you're doing a complete offensive overhaul. Do you want to bring a rookie quarterback in there and throw him mm-hmm. into an offense in the NFL in flux when highly touted draft prospects come into a well-established offense with a great line and a good running game and still struggle? Are you expecting like a Drake May or a Caleb to come in and magically fix this? No way. Again, conversation for the offseason, but that's going to be an interesting one to say the least. It's absolutely wild to me that the Bills only had one scoring drive of their four including the field goals that started outside the new england 30 it's yep. just it's you, you just don't win games like that again not the end of the world if this is the kind of thing where there was like a playoff spot online i'd be a lot more pissed off but uh it was just it was just funny to watch and i was happy with the <laughs> result in terms of they played hard it was a classic patriots kind of just really crappy play and they kind of woke up but it was too late by the time they did and this whole season's like that by the time they woke up it was too late um, now the Buffalo Bills play the Dolphins for the AFC East crown. So it's a pretty fun week 18, uh, not from a pass perspective, cause it's probably the most, the worst game on the roster, uh, <laughs> ask jets at one o'clock. We can talk about that on third down. Anything else we're talking about this Bills game, Rich? Yeah. I mean, like there's two things. One is that, yes, I, with the Bills next week against the Dolphins, when they could be the number two seed lose, they could be out of the playoffs entirely. Yeah. They have just such high leverage on this game. But I think the last takeaway I'd want to take from this game and also the season series between the Patriots and the Bills is that uh, if the Patriots fix their offense, they could be right back at the top of the AFC East. Yeah. They had two really good games against Josh Allen. They had two really good games against the Bills offense. And that gives me a lot of hope for the future. If they keep Bill Belichick, I mean, we can talk about this in the offseason as well. I think that they should retain him at this point. Um, but the fact that they're able to do so well against one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league really makes me feel like if they can figure out this offense, then they can compete against the division. They can go four and two in the AFC East. They can go five and one. And that puts them in a really strong position to start contending again. If they can get that average offense, they are close. They are not as far away as their record like suggests this year. They've had a lot of bad bounces, a lot of bad luck, but I think that this game really continued to support that this team is like a few pieces away from being good on offense, but it's a few pieces. This, this team, you know, the defense doesn't need to be rebuilt. This team, 
could be in good hands if they hit on a few of their draft picks and a few of their free agent signings, and they could be right back in it. And maybe if their kicker would kick more than 62%, oh my gosh. Not, not, not the best. I can't imagine Chad Ryland is back next year. Maybe he'll be in camp with somebody else, chance to kind of win the job. But uh, the Patriots just cannot find a kicker. And I guess it's maybe it's their punishment for having basically going straight from Vinatieri to Goskowski over like 20 years. You're kind of due for a kicker situation like this. But still, it's rough knowing you played as badly as you did and you were still basically two missed field goals, very makeable field goals away from 27-27 and the chance to win in overtime. But what you're going to do, at least we're not the Jets, Rich Hill. At least we're not the Jets. Who the Patriots are playing, we'll talk about them on third down. Right back. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide variety of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel. Official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, Patriots. Jets, week 18 is mercifully upon us. This game was mm-hmm. TBD in terms of time slot. Because I imagine the thought process, this was Mac Jones versus Aaron Rodgers for a game with pretty serious playoff implications when they first made the schedule. God's made this back in April or May, whenever the schedule comes out. Neither Aaron Rodgers nor Mac Jones are starting for their respective teams. This game is right where it belongs in the 1 p.m. slot where only Patriots and Jets fans are going to watch it. And it's going to be a very weird situation where Patriots fans and Jets fans are probably going to be rooting for the other team to win because draft implications are all we have to play for right now. However, Rich Hill, before we talk about past Jets, let's go around the league because this is going to be a really, really fun week in the NFL. There are not yeah. that many playoff seedings locked in. The Ravens are locked in or the one seed in the AFC. But that's kind of it. Anybody from the two seed to out of the playoffs are, are on the line for a lot of people. So besides past Jets, barn burner is going to be. Uh, what are the games <laughs> you're, most, you're most psyched for? Yeah, I mean, like talking just for playoff uh, situations, you got the nine and seven Texans on the road against the nine and seven Colts. You're talking about AFC South title as well as a playoff spot for whoever wins that one. That'll be interesting because you also have the nine and seven Jaguars on the road against the five and 11 Titans who would love to play spoilers. You got the seven and nine bears that are on the road against the Packers trying to ruin their season, knock them out of the playoffs. That's a great storyline. I think that the bears are a team that have played pretty well, albeit with like a pretty weak schedule as of late, but it's one where, you know, Matt Eberfluss was on the hot seat earlier in the year. They're going to keep him for next year. And then there's a chance that they keep Justin Fields as their starting quarterback which really opens the door. If the Patriots get that number two seed, would they trade up to get Caleb Williams? Would they be fine sitting with someone? But like, if the Bears don't take a quarterback, 
who knows, you know, maybe they add Marvin Harrison Jr. or Joe Alt or something like that at that first pick overall. The Patriots could get that top quarterback prospect fall to them. So it might be a high leverage point for the Patriots. Um, but the game, obviously, that I think will be most exciting is that Bills-Dolphins game. Uh, they both have so much to play for right now. Uh, the Dolphins have been on a little bit of a slide, it feels like, uh, and the Bills have been so up and down all year. Uh I think that the the Dolphins really need to find their footing again. They just got blown out by the Ravens, 56 to 19. So they really have that paper tiger on them. Uh, they've lost against pretty much most of the the good teams that they faced. You know, they lost to the Bills earlier in the year, 48 to 20. They lost to the Eagles, 31 17. They lost to the Chiefs, 21 14. Uh, this is a team that has not shown that they can compete with or beat the good teams, other than when they beat the Cowboys, 22 20, and like. Maybe the Cowboys are a good team. We'll see. Um, so the the Dolphins are really trying to prove that they are actually a good team and not just one of those disappointments that will get knocked out in the opening round. Uh, so very curious to see how that game will play out. It's also the very last game of the regular season. So that worked yep. out really well for the NFL. All divisional games in the last week is a good move. I like the way Love they it. do this. Really, really cool. Uh, Bill's Dolphins is a good one. Chiefs Chargers could be really good. Obviously, Seahawks cards is one to watch from a draft perspective. If the cards can win last week, maybe they can win this week too. You never know. They're at Arizona, so here's hoping the Patriots can jump up to that two spot. But that would require probably a loss to the Jets. I'm not exactly sure what the, the draft kind of playoff scenarios are um but hopefully i know you said from the very beginning rich you're team tank but you are not team lose to the jets so i think we're all rooting for a win in this one and uh let's get started into the break the game itself patriots offense as putrid as it was last week against the jets defense very similar situation two bad offenses two good defenses uh bailey zappy is home against a stout passing rush attack this is a big running game is this gonna let Zappy air it out again, throw three picks instead of four. What's your strategy offensively here? Yeah, uh, this is going to be one of the best pass defenses you play all all year. Uh, they have one of the best pass defenses through the air. They allow some production on the ground. So like it could be a big Ezekiel Elliott day. Um, but obviously, like there's just so many issues with the Patriots pass attack that I'm like, not expecting this to be the game where all of a sudden they challenge uh, the Jets and like are able to figure it out. But you have one of the best secondaries in the entire league out there. You have some good coverage linebackers. It's not going to be easy, nor do the Patriots have the horses to be able to pull that off through the air. Where they will be able to do pretty well is on the ground. So, like, I think that they'll be productive running the ball. I don't think that they'll be able to, like, knock the the doors off the barn kind of a thing. But if the Patriots are going to win this game, it's going to be one of those eight drive kind of a games where they run the ball, slow down the clock and it's going to be slow and methodical. Maybe you'll Ezekiel Elliott or Kevin Harris will bust out for a 12 yard run kind of a thing, but like it's not going to be one of those situations where all of a sudden out of the blue, the Patriots figure it out. And I know full well that I'm jinxing this because that's what I said against the Steelers. And for that one half, it was glorious. Mm. It was glorious, Rich, for that one half. But alas, a one half is not a season make. Uh, how about Kevin Harris? I think he played pretty well in very limited action against the Bills. I imagine they'll probably activate him again with Mondre on the IR. I think we'll get more action. You got like two running uh, running snaps and obviously that that, that 54, 50-yard screen he caught. You see him more as kind of maybe the, the de facto by force third down back role you were talking about? Yeah, I don't even know necessarily as a third down back. Like obviously he had that really big catch, but – 
he's not a receiving back, never was in college, isn't it now, he'll be that change of pace. Like Ezekiel Elliott is that third down back. He is the one that will get all of the targets. He had, uh, what I don't know if he had like 12 targets or something like that, and like, but it was like 30 yards. Like he's someone who will absorb targets, might not make a lot of them, but he'll catch them. That's what they'll do. And like the Patriots will rather that than someone who won't do anything with the ball at all. Um, so I don't think that they're going to throw the ball to Kevin Harris a lot, but they'll give him opportunities. Uh, you know, they'll give him a drive here and there, but it will be Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. Um, I think Kevin Harris has done a good job showing that like he should be on the active roster for next year. And like, honestly, he's doing better this year than he did last year, albeit in very limited time. But I, I think that this is going to be Ezekiel Elliott likely having to prove what he can behind this Patriots offensive line that is dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, obviously like Trent Brown is a healthy scratch, not really expecting that to change that much for next week, uh, especially with all of his playing incentives. And obviously like the Patriots probably not wanting to let him do that. Will Vidarian Lowe be the the answer against this Jets uh, defensive front? No. So no. it's not going to be a bully Patriots offensive line, but it's going to be the Patriots' best chance. It is, uh, which is very, very sad to say, Rich. But here we, <laughs> here, here we find ourselves. Let me ask you before I make him my official X Factor. My, I mean, I'm going to tease my X Factor out there because I think he had a pretty decent game. If we're kind of recalibrating expectations for what we thought he might bring to the table versus what he's actually bringing to the table, uh, Tyquan Thornton. Um, he had three grabs, 24 yards, uh, all three targets he caught. He had, a, I think it was 14 or 15 yards was his long one. They're using him a little bit more. Didn't, they didn't do it at all uh, on Sunday. We're kind of the end arounds, the jet sweeps. But they're, they're kind of getting him involved a little more. Is this more just because they literally need a, a body out there that can potentially catch a pass? Or you see him finally maybe warming his way into the offense by getting the reps he got only because they're so injured? Yeah, don't do this to yourself, man. <laughs> don't do this to yourself. This is because Juju Smith-Schuster is on the IR. Uh, there's just been so many injuries up and down the board. Like, it is a who else are they going to throw the ball to kind of a situation. Uh, they, they just don't have anyone else. Someone has to line up out there. And with, uh, you know, the Patriots tight ends just not getting it done, right? You had the Farrow Brown fumble, and uh, you had a Gusecki, uh, you know, target that led to an interception, like, this was that was not a tight end game against the bills and so like they had to give it to the wide receivers um so i i could see him getting snaps again right like he played 70 percent of the snaps uh because he was that top outside receiver because you know parker was limited um Will it be the same case next week? Probably. It's the finale. You have Parker on two more years. You don't need to get him senselessly hurt for no real reason. Maybe they start him, let him play a couple of drives, and sit him for Taekwon for the rest of the game. But I'm not going to take any production from Taekwon Thornton as if uh, he's turning it around or if he's won it based off of his talent and production outright. And it's more so the fact that they have about four other wide receivers ahead of him in the depth chart that are hurt and unavailable. To go back to the Bills game real quick, I wanted to talk about this, but I got distracted by a fumble or a turnover. That first <laughs> turnover that Bailey Zappi threw was a slant to Devontae Parker. Uh, I've watched it a bunch of times. Is it me, Rich Hill, or is that just a mm-hmm. really half-assed slant that Parker ran? And just like he really didn't seem to like make the cut he needed to make. Not that I'm taking yeah. blame away from Zappi, but that was not a good slant, right? No, I mean, I feel like most of those turnovers were like, half receiver half quarterback but when the quarter when it happens about four times the quarterback that adds up their their fault percentage is about half of them so (laughs) so going back to the boat so what would taekwon thornton need to do for you rich hill for you to be like you know what maybe this guy's got something what would need to happen i would need to see him get at least seven catches 
for a buck 50. Like it's something where, you know, he has the speed that he can catch one pass for 70 yards and a score. And it's not going to do it for me because there just hasn't been that consistency. You, you see any of the other burners that the Patriots have had over the years on the outside. And we're talking not just like the Chris Hogan's and Brandon cooks of the world, but you'd go back to like Aaron Dobson. Dobson was more consistent than Tyquan Thornton is. And Dobson had his issues. I think that he got a bad rap because he was elevated to such a hard position as a rookie in a very difficult system, but he did the best that he could. And he produced, you know, one of the best rookie seasons from a production standpoint out of necessity, but at least he did something with his opportunities. And, uh, you know, he had that, what was like a three catch two score game against the Steelers that one time. Uh, I would need to see something more than that here because of how little we've seen from Tyquan Thornton in every other opportunity that he's gotten. So who is going to be getting the, we're looking at the ESPN box score come Monday morning. And it sort of says new England Patriots receiving who is leading the Patriots in receiving yards this week against the jets. Oh, Demario Douglas, without question. Like this is how catches and catches and yards. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to be the chain mover. You're going to have to sacrifice some players. Sauce Gardner on the outside. You're not going to beat him uh, out there and you're going to have to sacrifice some to him. And it is likely going to be Tyquan Thornton. You put Rieger out there as well. Again, not a lot of other options that you have, but where the Patriots are going to be able to not even necessarily move the chains, but at least make a completion will be to Demario Douglas underneath. Like that, that is how they're going to get their completions. Cause I also just don't trust Zappy to consistently produce with balls to the sideline. That's just not going to happen. It hasn't happened all year. It's not going to happen now. And where we have seen some form of consistent production is underneath to Douglas underneath to Henry underneath to Kendrick Bourne. That's like what we've seen this year. That's been the only thing that's worked this year. And it will be the only thing that will work against the jets kind of out of necessity and kind of because the jets will say like, okay, you, you can get those six yards to Demario Douglas underneath. You're not going to be able to score against us. Well, there's going to be at least one, like he's good for one a game. Like I said, Billy Zapp's going to have one ridiculously sweet throw for like 40 yards. Just who's going to catch it. Is it going to be Parker? Is it going to be Rager? Is it going to be Douglas? I'm going to go with Mike Gusecki makes the ridiculous mm-hmm. catch this time. He's maybe, maybe I'll maybe you talk me on a Taekwondo Thornton. I'll go with Mike Gusecki is my X factor. He's not going to have a big day, but he'll have like two catches for 35 yards and his longest guy will be like 32 yards. So he'll have like one catch for three and then one massive one down the field that maybe gets him a field goal attempt. I can't ever say field goal make with Chad Ryland on the field, but they'll have at least be in position to kick one and maybe that'll get them enough points. I and mean, I think it's gonna be a very low scoring game. Totally. I think it'll be as well. I mean, my X factor is going to be the Patriots offensive line based off of whoever they're going to line up. Like Radarian Lowe will be my headliner X factor if I have to choose a specific name because I don't know what else you're going to get. David Andrews, you're going to get his yeoman's like performance out at the center spot. And Wayne is going to be solid at right tackle. City Sow, for all of his flaws, you know what you're going to get from him at right guard. Mafi got benched for Jake Andrews at left guard uh, last week against the Bills curious to see what happens there low on an island on the left side is going to be a very difficult spot but basically the Patriots entire left side of the offensive line is a bad spot so if they can look like some semblance of okay then maybe the Patriots will have a chance to be okay on offense but I'm kind of expecting the Jets and their defensive front uh, you know they have enough players out there with Quinn and Williams Jermaine Johnson John Franklin Myers they have players that can disrupt and so I think that the Patriots are going to have a pretty tough time. 
They are. I think you're right. It's going to be a pretty long haul for the offense. Luckily, Rich Hill, I think it'll also be a long haul for the Jets' offense against the Patriots' defense. Let's yep. go to fourth and goal. Before I go to fourth and goal, Patriots D against Jets' offense, because Trevor Simeon, I believe, is listed as yep. a starting quarterback. It is Zach Wilson out, Simeon in. So the vaunted Mac Jones versus Aaron Rodgers matchup is now the Bailey Zappi versus Trevor Simeon matchup. Well, a quick list for you of some of the quarterbacks who are already confirmed as starters for this week in this multi-billion dollar week 18 NFL that we all pay so much money to watch. We have Blaine Gabbert starting. We have Carson Wentz starting. We have Nick Mullins, Jeff Driscoll, Oof. Easton Stick, Sam Howell, Tyrod Taylor, Mason Rudolph, and our boy Jarrett Stidham will be making a start. Just some of the starting quarterbacks we're going to see around the league due to either injury or resting guys because playoff seating is already established. But Trevor Sidney is a guy that's interesting to me. I don't really have anything to say about him. He's another quarterback who exists and plays football. And that's pretty much all I have to say about him. If he did anything memorable in his tenure so far as a, as a uh, NFL player, I don't remember what it is. The Patriots should have a pretty easy day against him. So I imagine the plan would be to just stop the run at all costs and force him to beat you deep. Yeah, totally. I mean, he he is as mediocre of a quarterback as you can have. He's completed 60% of his passes never in his entire career over the past four years of uh, playing football. I guess technically five because he, he didn't really play in 2020. But over the past uh, you know five years of play, he has one win in about nine starts he's not going to be their savior this year, but the jets do have some talent, right? They obviously have the worst offense in football. The only reason that the Patriots aren't at the complete and total seller as it relates to their passing attack is because the jets are worse. The jets race. I know, right? Dead last in the league in points per drive, dead last in yards per drive, dead last in time of possession per drive. This is a very, very bad team. They had a couple sparks as of late. They put up 30 points against the Texans, 30 points against the Commanders. Overall, this is a very bad team with not a lot of talent, uh, able to do like they're not to overcome the quarterback position. They have two players that are really, really good, Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Everyone else is pretty okay, or you know, at best, Tyler Conklin. He gets targets because he's a tight end, and he starts for them. That's kind of it. Everyone else, complete and total disappointment for this Jets team. They just released Dalvin Cook, who is their number two running back. Like This is not a good Jets team. If I'm the Patriots, I say I'm going to sell out, stop Brees Hall, let my cornerbacks do their work against Garrett Wilson, and I feel pretty confident that this Jets team is not going to be able to move the ball pretty well. So who are you putting on Garrett Wilson? A banged up Jonathan Jones with safety help? Or are you putting somebody else on the island against him? This is Jalen Mills game. What are you doing to, to kind of shut Wilson out? Honestly, you mix it up. This is not one of those situations I feel like where you have to have man on a man for the entire game. You want to disrupt it. You don't want Simeon to get into a rhythm. You want to throw different looks at him in different disguises. So obviously like you want to make sure that he's not going to get into rhythm with soft zone kind of a play, but I don't think you necessarily have to keep the same cornerback on Garrett Wilson the entire time, because I don't think that the Patriots have the the horses really to be able to keep up with it. Um, but I do think that they, uh, they very well could, uh, you know, if they want to like force a few turnovers, because I don't think that the the Jets have the ability to overcome a single turnover in this game. Patriots too. They, like this is going to be, as you said, a low scoring game. But I think if the Patriots are able to, uh, you know, mix up the disguises, I think that they're going to be able to capitalize on the fact that they rely so much on Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall in the passing game, but specifically Garrett Wilson, that I think the Patriots are good enough on defense to be able to capitalize on it and force a turnover or two. 
I think they can as well. I think this would be a, a good to kind of disguise coverage, send in some linebackers at weird times kind of thing. Timmy is not really good at diagnosing blitzes. He's not really good at diagnosing co- complex schemes. I can see them using to, Jelani Tavai, who is my X Factor, as like a blitzer. He's had an absolute monster season. He's limited. Uh, I don't know if you saw the injury report today, Rich, but he was limited with a tooth injury. Uh, so hopefully his, <laughs> his tooth is, is okay by the time Sunday comes around. Uh, I feel like he's the kind of guy they can really kind of put him all over the place. They can line him up all over the place. He's, he's decent in coverage. But I think he'd really do well as kind of like a sneaky on-the-line linebacker where he doesn't play a whole lot, to be honest. I think he can kind of, kind of really do a lot of a lot of good things on there. Uh, I see a lot of weird packages being thrown at Trevor Simeon because I know Bill Belichick wants to win every single week, but you know it works really well in his favor when he beats the Jets. So I think he's going to save – he's saving some stuff in the basement, and uh, we'll see it this weekend. Oh, totally. Anything to beat the Jets. And I mean, the way that the Patriots are set up here, they match up really well against these Jets and their strength. Like Tyler Conklin, I said, pretty mediocre. He is one of the players second on the team in receiving yards. This is going to be a big Duggar game, big uh, whoever the Patriots are able to put out at safety kind of a game. Because also, if you're going to be throwing it to Brees Hall, if you have to be able to stop the run there, you need a thumper. Duggar is my X factor here. I, I think that this is his last game for the year on his rookie contract with the Patriots, really trying to reinforce and, you know, he'll test the market. I hope the Patriots match whatever he gets in the open market. He's such a good player for this team, uh, but I'm expecting a big, big day out of him against this Jets team. He is just so vital to what the Patriots do overall and specifically matches up really well against the Jets and their strength. Um, but if you can clog that middle of the field, make sure the Hall and Conklin don't move the chains with any regularity. It comes down to can the Patriots defensive backs guard Garrett Wilson long enough to be able to win it. And I think they can, you know, whether it's, as you said, is it going to be Jalen Mills on the outside? I don't know if you want the savvy veteran, you got Miles Bryant, who has been playing really well this year. Uh, and then, you know, Alex Austin had his interception last week, like that there's players that you can rotate out there. I don't know who they think would be the best matchup because I also don't know what the jets are really going to be doing on the other side. You know, like what, who are they going to be really rotating at the, uh, the wide receiver spot? Because they have enough receivers of different sizes and skill sets that it might not behoove the Patriots, say Jonathan Jones, you're on this guy for the entire game because there is that like rotation of like, I don't know who their top player is going to be. Like Jason Brownlee, is he going to be the the number two receiver? Obviously Xavier Gibson has a lot of speed as a return man, but like the Jets have that many question marks on the outside. You know, last week, Jason Brownlee, had almost 100% of the snaps against the the Browns. And if you were to say, who is Jason Brownlee? That's fair. I could have made that <laughs> name up, but he was out there uh, for them. And so do you match him up? You know, he's 6'2", 200 pounds. You don't want him to take over the game, not expecting or saying he will. But because there's so many different forms and styles of these receivers on this Jets team, it's hard to say one player should match up with them completely because we don't know who's going to be taking the field. Real quick to back it up. Excellent usage of the word behoove, Rich Hill. Thank I think you. it might be a, pa- a pa- podcast first for using the word behoove. So so good work there. <laughs> we'll soon find out again. Uh, 1 p.m. Thank goodness it's not a primetime game. I can't imagine any mm-hmm. reality. This game is like the Sunday night game. So so good for them. Uh, anything you want to talk about or get to predictions? Let's go to predictions, man. All right. Let's do this. Uh, I figured I would go do the opposite of my instinct last week, and I picked the Patriots to win. Uh, I was close. They were basically they were basically a couple field goals away from possibly winning, but I was wrong. You had the Bills winning, so you get the hammer. Very last prediction of the 2023 season, Rich Hill. Patriots are hosting the Jets. Who you got? Would it be would it be mean of me to say something like Patriots winning 3-0? Oof. Like is that cruel to us 
for watching this. Um, like the Patriots and Jets, they rank 29th and 32nd in points per game. Jets are scoring less than 16 per game. Patriots are scoring less than 15 per game. Their defenses middling from a points allowed perspective, you know, uh, Jets allowed 22 Patriots also allowing 22, but a lot of that is due to their ineptitude on offense from an overall defensive perspective, both top 10 defenses, if not top five defenses, this is going to be slow. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be a 10, three kind of a game. I think the Patriots win this one. I think that they have the ability, uh, zappy magic out there. You know, it'll be, uh, you know, maybe a game winning drive at the end there but it's not going to be a barn burner by any measure. I think the Patriots win it because it is Bill Belichick against the Jets. I think that it'll be enough to kind of knock the Patriots out of the top few draft picks, and I'm kind of okay with it um, because it's the Jets. Uh, fully understanding that the Patriots only have one win at home this entire year, uh, but I think that the Patriots managed to pull this one off and win 10-3. 10 3. Uh, if I remember correctly, Rich Hill, was that the also the same, same score as the Marcus Jones punt return game where it was like 3 3 for the whole time? Yes. And then, yes. Okay. We're looking at one of those again. Uh, I, I want to disagree with you, but I, I don't think you're wrong here. I mean, I don't even know if a touchdown is even uh, feasible, I, and, and which scares me because that means it's going to be a battle of field goals, um, which means it's, it's legitimately possible that the Jets win this one because Greg Zerline is an accurate kicker by comparison and so it's kind of thing where the teams just take turns driving to the 30 yard line and Ryland misses and Zerline doesn't this could be mm-hmm. like a, like a nine nine six game um very yep. easily how um however you know what let's do that I'll just stick make it easy for next week I'll just go with the Jets go the opposite again Costanza this I will go nine six New York Jets uh on four missed field goal uh four, four field goals Patriots <laughs> miss two of them Jets miss one of them each team gets four field goal attempts. Three or four means nine points, right? And two or four means six points. Nine, six Jets in yet another Patriots game that sets the NFL back decades. <laughs> well, I hope uh, I hope that the Patriots do enough to uh, retain Bill Belichick. I guess maybe my last question for you, Alec, the extra point here. Uh, what do you think Bill Belichick has to do here to secure his position for next season, if anything? I- Fine to guess. I think whatever they're doing is already kind of decided by Rob Graff. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can do anything good or bad. Maybe if the Jets come and like blow them out forty-five to nothing, maybe there's some, some talk about. But I think anything that happens on Sunday, the the, the, the cards are already dealt. Uh, I really hope he comes back. We can talk more about that in the offseason. But I don't think there's anything that can kind of be done at this point to to seal Bill Belichick's fate one way or another. I think he wants to go out strong because it's the last game of the season. It's the last home game. It's the Jets. He has every reason to want to go hard because he's the best there's ever been at tunnel vision, being singularly focused on exactly what's in front of him, and he'll worry about it later. So that's probably going to do this one, too. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, And I I think that he's pretty close just to continue moving up in the rankings. Uh, You know, he's obviously not going to catch Don Shula this year, um, but every little bit helps. Everything kind of makes his pathway towards that number one spot a little bit closer. That's what he wants. That's what he's sticking around for. Uh, And anything that can prove that he should stick around for, you know, two more years with the Patriots may be able to to do it for him. um, If he's able to show that uh, this win against the Jets gets them a little bit closer, keeps the team motivated. Uh, I don't want the Patriots going on that coaching carousel, uh, especially because like, honestly, like, GM moves aside, how many better coaches are you really going to get uh, in free agency? Like, 
you're not, you're chasing oh. another Kyle Shanahan kind of a situation. Uh, and so like try and get better, you know, associate coaches um, and let Bill Belichick keep the helm for a little bit and find him front office support. That's what and you got to do. Him, and give him a top three draft pick for the first time in his career and see what he can do with it and a ton of cap space. I think that's a reasonable request. It just didn't work out. Mac Jones isn't the guy. Bailey Zappi's really not the guy. Nobody can win with Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones in the NFL. Doesn't matter which team you put them on. You put them on. You put those two quarterbacks on any team in the NFL, any roster. You're losing most of the games. So let's let Belichick have a shot at least to build the roster one more time. I'm all for that. But again, yeah. that's we're talking off season, Rich. This is regular season. We got to let this season come to a merciful close. The good news is next time you and I get together next week, it'll be rear view mirror time. We can talk about what could have been, what should have been, and what will be going <laughs> forward. And that'll be a lot more fun, in my personal opinion. Absolutely. Well, until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See ya. Later, man.